everybody thank you guys again for tuning in to mommy in the morning this is mommy on the afro surge radio every monday at 8 a.m and today i have cake swag hi oh my gosh i'm so excited to have cake swag on the show today um i haven't seen cake swag in like a year because this pandemic is like freaking trash 
right. garbage. <laughs> it's got this pandemic. We literally, we literally went through a whole pandemic before being able to see each other. So we have a lot to catch up on. You know, Cake Swag has definitely, definitely, she has not let this pandemic stop her. She's definitely, definitely, definitely been working. And before I continue on with any other questions, this is Artist Week. So you guys know Artist Week is one of my favorite weeks because it's definitely the time for me to be able to connect with creatives and talk to them, and, you know, see how they're doing and get into all their, you know, their work, personal life, and all that good stuff. Um, so I'm just going to start it off here. So Cake Swag, tell, excuse me, tell everybody who you are because I've known Cake Swag for like, uh, 2012? So, um, before, I, I think it was, oh yes, 2012. I was going to say 2011, but it was 2012. Yeah, 2012. I used to actually work with Cake Swag at Gap. Yeah. Gap, Gap was my first job. So I used to work in retail with Cake Swag at Gap, and she actually trained me. And it's funny because I actually know um, Cake Swag through my cousin, um, Khadija. So shout out to Khadija. Shout yeah, out shout to- out to Khadija. Shout out to Abdul. Yeah, shout out to Abdul. And, um, you know, Khadija has a new baby. Shout out to my new nephew that I haven't been able to freaking meet yet because of the pandemic. I know. I've been seeing all the pictures. Me too. So shout out to them. You know, hope you guys are healthy and all that good stuff. So Cake Swag, tell everybody who you are, what you do. So I'm Cake Swag, C-A-K-E-S-W-A-G-G. I am an artist based out of Boston. I mainly rap, but I also sing a little bit every now and then, too. Um, I am a community activist. Um, I do. I try to do a lot in my community through my music because it's given me a platform. Um, and I'm also a writer, so I write on other people's songs, mainly uh, for pop artists. Definitely. That is so dope. Um, Cake Swag is someone who has been multi-talented for as long as I've known her. and um, very very driven like i've watched her do like so many different things like besides writing she also bartends and her drinks are bomb so it's just like thank you so she does so many different types of things so my first question i kind of like to just start off with just so like what is your morning regimen and besides that how do you start off your week how do you keep yourself organized as a creative because i know like especially now like during a pandemic and COVID is actually the cases are rising. So what is like, what's your morning motivation? What's your morning regimen? What's your week regimen? How you get yourself together? So my morning um, routine really is I get up. I probably wake up normally around like 10 a.m. I immediately take my vitamins. Like I literally have them on the dresser right by my bed. So I don't forget to take them. Because mm-hmm. I'm 27 now. So it's like, <laughs> honestly, like, I swear, I always think like, oh, my gosh, I got to make sure I take my vitamins because, you know, I'm getting older and I'm starting to feel it a little bit. So. Right. So I wake up. I literally I take my vitamins immediately and then I go and I wash my face. I have a pretty like um, a pretty like intense like skin routine or whatever. Like I have to because I have extremely oily skin. So. What do you use? Tell them what you use. But everybody likes oily skin. Kate's about to tell you what she be using because the the face that I'm seeing right now is glowing. So tell everybody what you (laughs) use. (laughs) 
<laughs> Thank you. So, um, Tatcha, they uh, you can get Tatcha at Sephora or Ulta Beauty. Um, I use the Tatcha Deep Cleanse. Um, I start with that and then I follow it up. They have like a enzyme rice powder. It's almost like a scrub, but it's natural because like regular scrubs, they kind of will tear at the face. So I use that. Um, and then after that, I like tone with witch hazel. The witch hazel I use has rose water in it. Bomb. Okay. I tone with that. Yep. Because I heard that's then, a bit harsh for the face. The, it can be harsh uh, for the face. Um, it if you use like too much. So like for me with witch hazel, I put it like on a um. You only need a you need a very little bit, and I put it on a like a cotton pad. Yeah. I, so that like, yeah, and then just dab mm-hmm. and just dab, and you really just like want to. For me, I kind of like will um dab the areas on my face that are more prone to breakout. Mm-hmm. So like I'll make sure like I'll do like my cheek, and then my forehead, really mm-hmm. my nose, because I have like a, a lot of pores and stuff like that. So I do that, and then I use a serum. The serum I use right now is um, Tatcha, but really you can use any serum with, like, hyaluronic acid and vitamin C, because mm-hmm. um, vitamin C just helps to, like, repair the skin quickly. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do that, and then I use a moisturizer from this brand called Perfect Tone. Definitely dope. I use um, African black soap. That's the only thing I've been Black using. soap is fantastic. Black soap is fantastic. I, I do want to get into more though, because I feel like um I have like sometimes when I after I use like makeup, because I get my makeup done every week. Mm-hmm. Um so anytime I get my makeup done, I notice that I sometimes break out a little bit and I put like the black soap and I put shea butter, but I'm noticing that I think that's clogging my pores more. So I think I'm gonna I wanna test something new that's gonna give me that that skin glow. I think that you should try Tatcha, the deep cleanse, because Tatcha is also a makeup brand. So it's like their cleanser is literally made to like get all of the makeup out of your skin. Mm-hmm. Like the deep cleanse is literally made to get into your pores. Black soap is is um black soap is great for like just a good natural cleanse on the skin. Yeah. But but you gotta remember mm-hmm. black soap has been around for so long. It's been around longer than we were ever like using makeup or there ever needed to be a formula to really get that stuff out of your skin. Yeah, that's true. So that's the reason why I like the Tatcha. And for me, I wear makeup probably like four or five times a week because I'm always like on cameras and stuff like that. So I really have to make sure I get it. I get that out of my skin. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think I, I, I would recommend Tatcha. I've, I've been using it for like a year and a half now and I swear by it. And it's like, uh, the deep cleanse is like $40, but it's worth it because you have yeah. it for like two months. Yeah, definitely. I'll definitely try it out um, and also do research on some other deep, deep cleansing products as well. And maybe mm-hmm. um, more of a moisturizer kind of just to like, you know, make the skin glow more. So I think, well, we gave everybody, listeners, we gave you guys tips today on how to keep your skin glowing. So take yeah. those. So take those because it's really important. Like I said, I you guys know that I'm very, very big on self care and taking care of yourself physically as well mm-hmm. as mentally. So definitely make sure that you're using the right products on your skin because it's really, really, really important. But right, but, and it's like you only get one face. You know, you only get <laughs> honestly. You, you, you only get one, <laughs> and it's like you know, 
I think we get into these habits, especially like when we're young, just because like when we're younger, we have more naturally, we have like more um, elasticity. We have more things in our face. Naturally, our skin can recover quicker. Right. But um, it's good to really just kind of get into the habit of taking care of your skin right. while you're young, because when we're older, you know, I mean, if you black, we lit a little bit, but you know, <laughs> but, you know no shade on the other ones. You guys are no shade. You, you guys are you guys are beautiful people too. But when you black, you know, and we got a little bit more. Than we just a little bit more fortunate in keeping our, you know, uh, our youthful uh, appearance. But in general, in general, you know, you just you just want to make sure you're taking care of your skin. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree. So besides your skin routine, what else do you do to prepare your mornings? And- so after I wash my face, then I head to the gym. I work out six days a week. Um, I take Sundays off. It's either Thursday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I switch to Thursday just because Thanksgiving's coming up and I want to be able to, you know, yeah. eat crazy on Thanksgiving. <laughs> eat what you want, yes. Exactly. So um I hit I go straight to the gym. After the gym, I write, I make I literally I don't play. I write every single day. Even if I have writer's block, even if what I'm writing is stupid or I know I'm not gonna use it. It's important to use those muscles, like because writing songs, right, is mm-hmm. just like any other muscle that we use. If right. you want to, if you want it to stay effective, if you want to get better and right. more developed, you have to force yourself to continuously do it. So I write for a little bit, um, and then after that, normally I'll read because mm-hmm. I just feel like whenever I'm reading, I can write better. It gives me more to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll read a little bit. And then after that, I get to hang out for the day. <laughs> it's a Tuesday, um, Tuesdays, Friday or Saturday. So Tuesday, every Tuesday, I have the same routine. And then around 7 p.m., I go into the studio and I do my um, Talk That Talk Tuesday. We're going to get into that. Don't, okay. don't save, save it for, for like a little, another two much. more minutes. <laughs> right. And then Friday, Saturday, those are my regular studio days. So Friday... Normally, I will record a song, and then Saturday, I'll edit and perfect the song. Mm, definitely. Yeah, so you're someone pretty much, like, I know a lot of people who are, like, you know, songwriters and rappers and singers, and it's just kind of like they do other stuff on the side, but this is literally, like, your life. Like, this, mm-hmm. is, what, this is what you want to focus on, and this is, this is pretty much what you're doing. And I think I can respect that because, it takes courage to like focus on one simple thing. Cause right. me, I'm someone who can't sit down and focus on one thing mentally because I get sidetracked and I always procrastinate and things like that. But I think it's dope how you are able to um, focus on one thing and dedicate yourself to one thing and perfect it. Like perfecting right. your craft is the most important thing ever. Like right. I think, I think we take that for granted sometimes. Cause I think we kind of just put things off to the side and we're just like, Oh, no, I'm not going to do this right now, but you're very, very consistent. And that was one thing, like I said, we'll talk about Talk That Talk Tuesday, but I think that is one thing that I like, I love about you is just like you're so, and it makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Yeah, so definitely. Um, What would you say do you do during the week to keep you organized, being the fact that you have such a um, strict schedule for yourself? Yeah, so um, to keep myself organized, I am a calendar person. I have like, so my laptop calendar is synced to my phone and is synced to my manager's phone. 
every time I have anything to do, I literally put it in the calendar immediately. Right. Um, right, definitely. To, um, and then it's like, as soon as it goes in, then my manager has, has it, and then it's also on my laptop. So mm-hmm. I'm constantly, like, getting alerts and reminders of what my schedule is to stay on top of it. Um, I do the same thing when I get booked for like features. So if people have features and I have deadlines, right. I get my deadlines, I give myself myself reminders. Right. I will say like, I check my calendar probably, um, as much as like I check my social media because I just have to make sure that I keep my schedule organized. I know what's coming up and it just kind of helps me stay prepared, uh, mentally, you know, right. for like what I have to do next. Yeah, definitely. So, Mm-hmm. So a I lot def- of, uh, go ahead. Sorry. I definitely do that. I also, um, like even on days when I don't have to do much, mm. I still make myself like get up and, um, get into the routine of doing everything that I normally do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just to like, not a lot. I don't allow myself to get too lax unless it is a rest day. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Always definitely always keeping yourself occupied is really, really important. And definitely like, Staying on deadlines is really, really mm-hmm. important. I think sometimes as humans, it's kind of hard for you to just like even stay on a deadline with anything that has to do. That's actually really important. So right. it's really, really important. And for all the creatives out there, as you can um, see, Cake Swag is someone who is very, very punctual with what she has going on in her life, especially knowing that she has features or she, you know, she has to go to the studio for something. And um, when she, she's very consistent with, like we'll get into is talk that talk Tuesdays, um, which is a dope, dope thing that you definitely do. And I know a lot of people will definitely mimic off that idea because ain't nobody doing it. So I think it's um, really dope how you're very organized and very punctual and just headstrong. So with that being said, we're going to get into this part of the um, show, which is my mantra app, which everybody knows about. So this mantra app gives me daily mantras for me to be able to just reflect and think. So we're just going to elaborate on this one. Today's is, I am too big a gift to this world to feel self-pity. Why does this have to do with, anytime I read these, I feel like it has something to do with my life. So I am too big a gift to this world to feel self-pity. In other words... Stop feeling, excuse my language, stop feeling fucking sorry for yourself. At the end of the day, like, this is, it's, if you want to put in work and you want to put in progress, it starts with you. Like, Mm -hmm. it's nobody else's fault. It's nobody else's requirements for them to be able to help you. It's for you to be able to help yourself. And being too big of a gift is pretty much you realizing your worth. Realize your worth, put in the work, be um, progressive with the work, be consistent, and then you're going to start. That's pretty right. much what that means. What do you think that means to you? I think when it says like you're too big of a of a gift to feel to this world to feel self pity, I think that sometimes we forget how valuable we are to other people. You know, I think that sometimes we don't think of ourselves as highly as you know everybody else does. Right. Like they, like they could look at us and they think that we're fantastic, but. So um, I think sometimes we can be harder on ourselves, like, oh, well, they think I'm good, but I need to work on this. I need to fix this. I'm not doing this right. I'm not doing this right. And I think that that mantra is just a reminder that, you know, wherever we're at, wherever we're working on, Mm -hmm. we're still lit. We're still the shit, you know, Mm -hmm. and we're still so valuable to everybody else. It's to not forget that. 
Because, mm-hmm. like, I think that, you know, sometimes if we have an accomplishment or something good happens, mm-hmm. we're happy in that moment. And then immediately after we forget how big of an accomplishment it was or, or what we just did. And we go back into, you know, self-pity and um, just, like, being hard on ourselves and not right. really value, valuing, valuing all that we bring to the table. So I think that that's important. I think that that's important, you know, even for me. Because sometimes I do that too. People will be so proud of something that I did. Like I'll drop a song and everybody loves it. The next day I'm like, all right, on to the next. But you know, people are like, like, we just got this. Like, can we enjoy the song? We know you're over it. But like, you know, we just got the song. Can we enjoy it? Can we be happy that you put this out? You know, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's true. You know, just like kind of giving people a chance to like enjoy, you know, music and enjoy the things that they like about you. Mm, Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. But I think sometimes in our reality, it's kind of like, it's kind of hard to keep yourself uplifted, especially Mm -hmm. like, especially what we're going through now. Like 2020 was like, you, I don't know who did it, but I definitely tapped into my mental. Like I was like, am I okay? Like, am I mentally okay? Am I, am I stable? Like, this is, I feel like this is the time where you had to like realize, are you stable? Are you, are you ready to like, are you, what are you going to do next? Because mm-hmm. everything was put on pause. Right. There was nothing you could do. Like, even if you were still working, you had to go to work and you had to come home. Right. That was it. Because for a while, studios weren't open. Or, you know, say your local place where you would go to have dinner, that wasn't open. You had to do takeout. Or your mm-hmm. first house that you was normally used to going to, you couldn't go there anymore because it, it just, everything, everything was put on hold. So I feel like this was the year where a lot of self-pity probably happened. Mm-hmm. And Lots of it. Yeah, and I'm, we experienced, like, a lot. Like, besides, like, the pandemic, we experienced death, left and right. We experienced, like, family members getting sick, not knowing if they were going to recover or not. We mm-hmm. experienced fear if your parent worked in the health field and hoping that they would come home healthy. Like, we experienced a lot. We experienced an election. And something that we're still going through because the, our former president was trashed. So he just, he's not trying to let go and let us be able to experience that, that feeling of relief. So exactly. I, I we experienced like, unblanketed racism, which is yeah. something like, like that, you know, it's so crazy because, you know, we know, we know that white people, not even just white people, we know a lot of people have a lot of microaggression, you know, yeah. towards black people, towards people of color. We know that, but I think that in this, not even in the last four years, yes, but specifically in the last two, specifically in this pandemic, so much more was just unblanketed and people were just so comfortable openly being, you know, bigots, racist, misogynist. Mm -hmm. It was, it was like, I felt like we were in the 1960s. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. So it was like to be dealing with the pandemic to, you know, really being being forced to like sit in your house really being forced to like think about your mental really being forced to think about yourself and how you feel on top of seeing what it there's not much outside but what is outside is nothing good you know it yeah. was it was a yeah. lot it was a crazy time yeah we went through um the black lives matter the riot we went through mm-hmm. all that and it was just like all this let me not say right let me say protesting because i want to use the correct um, terminology Mm here we did protesting that had turned into um looting and riots and people preparing i've never seen in my life i'm on 26 
so I'm not that old, but I've never seen in my 20 years of living people boarding up their uh, businesses. So right. people actually would not come and boot their businesses. So that was the first time I, I was like, is this really a time? Like, is this what we're really going through this year? And then you think during a pandemic, everybody's supposed to be indoors. Um, police officers are still, they're still, um, we're still, they're still shooting black people. You would think like this would be a time where, you know, things would be a little bit calmer, where you wouldn't yeah. even see stuff like that. But we were seeing that left and right. Like it was nothing. So it's just it like, easy. yeah, 2020, by the grace of God, we're all going to make it to the end. And when we make it to um, 2021, we're all, that's, that's the achievement. Mm-hmm. Being able to sleep and wake up in, uh, January 1st, 2021, it's like, literally, like, I feel like I don't even want to do nothing. Right. <laughs> hey. Just, don't you just want to stay home and just yes. so you can wake, wake up in the next, wake up to the next morning. I don't even, yes. it's just like, it's too scary. It's like, wait a minute. Because so much, nonsense has happened this year it's like if i'm gonna be able to wake up and wake up to the next day that's what i'm really feeling like i'm feeling like um december 31st you know you might catch me in the crib because there's really nothing out there so right that's that's how i'm literally feeling but um if you guys are now tuned in to mommy in the morning this is artist speak on the afro surge radio mondays at 8 a.m and i'm here with cake flag and we're just dissing about and we talked about her point regimen and we're just um just thing on the mantra and how it all ties in into everything that we went through in 2020 so if you guys are now tuning in you're about we're about to get into well i don't know maybe we should cover a topic this week i think we should cover a topic this week because i think it's so like since we're um since you're a female rapper i think mm-hmm. we should cover something fun um megan the stallion dropped an out it's an album yes an album i'm not a big rap like rap person so i just kind of listen to like the things that they could they would play like at the club or maybe like you know the things i hear everybody else play i'm like oh i like this it's a little it's a little so um i believe megan the stallion dropped an album this mm-hmm. and um i would ask you what is your favorite song on the album the song that i like is body yaddy, yaddy. I, I like body yaddy. i like that one yeah, I like that one too, just because like um when what I'm trying to well for me as an artist, like what I'm trying to do is just like really hone in on um on like not radio ready singles, but just like songs that could be standalone. And body is a lit song because it it is an album song, but it could also be a standalone song. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it could be dropped as a single yeah. without having to be attached to a body of work um so I, that's actually my favorite song on it too yeah. but we already um don't we are we had already heard don't stop in um the savage remix with beyonce before yeah the yeah we did the crybaby song with the baby um i think that that one's good as well but body's definitely my favorite yeah definitely um so since we're talking about that i believe there was a song on there where she um this i think it was Corey lane and her former best friend how do you feel about that whole situation what do you think about it like do you think it's something like a little fishy going on or do you feel like it's something like you know fishy like in terms of we don't really know like what's really the truth or do you feel Mm -hmm. like it's something like 
publicity stunt? Like, what do you what are you feeling about the situation between Tory Lanez and Megan Thee Stallion? I think um, I don't know. It's a, it's so weird to like talk about from the outside because it's just. <laughs> There's just certain pieces that, like, you know, don't add up. It's like, okay, did she get, did did you shoot her in the foot? Did you not shoot her in the foot? Like, what's happening? And then it's like, um, I always think that it's something deeper when people are no longer friends anymore. Because it's like, the girl Kelsey was her best friend, you know? (laughs) So it's like, so it's like, for you, you guys to not be friends anymore, something happened. And it's yeah. not just, it's not a on the surface, oh, he did this and I got mad and I yelled and I got shot in my foot. Now we ain't friends. No, no something. So it's something, something a little deep happened. And I feel yeah. the same way too, because it starts, people's stories are kind of starting to look a little bit fishy. And it's right. funny how your bestie turned on you. Because I, right. I don't like that. I don't really care. I don't care like what happened, what we went through. If you was my best friend and you don't want to be my best friend anymore, in your mind, you better remain my best friend because you know my intentions. Right. If you go out here and you start airing me out and doing all those things, it's like, I, I can't trust you. Right. So I'm going to have to definitely take her word for it because why she, why are you turning on the person that you were supposedly best friends with? So that's exactly. what, so, because best friends is not just a best friend, best friends are family. So at the mm-hmm. end of the day, like, even like close relationships, like, I'm, I've, I just never been the type of person, like, if somebody going to tell me something, I'm not going to tell nobody because there's no point in me telling anybody because it's not my business to tell. Right. But whether you know what's going on or not, you should have just sat in your corner, chilled, and mind your business because the situation had nothing to do with you. Like, mm-hmm. why, but also, we got to look at why aren't they best friends anymore? Like, exactly. What, what happened? So I think there's a lot, but I'm just honestly happy that she was able to, you know, put out an album this year despite of that takes guts to be able to put out an album despite all the controversy behind them oh yeah because like even situation. you know right because she had label problems right she yeah. had label problems and she still dropped an ep she still dropped an album so it's like she was dealing with label problems you're dealing with your whole personal life like in the spotlight mm-hmm. your mom passed away um you're dating somebody um things go south you get shot you're no longer best friends with your best friend regardless of who did what who's right or wrong that's a lot yeah to have like going on and to still get up every day get in the studio and get your work done that like you know i think that sometimes when we think about artists or whatever we forget that they're people too you know like they're regular people like they get up how we get up they go to sleep yeah And they feel exactly what we feel, except that sometimes it's on 10 because they got like three, four, five million people in their they business. They got personal lives. Like, literally, mm-hmm. I think sometimes we forget, we look at them like, this is actually like, they have like a whole nother life. Yeah, like, it's they, like sleep, even... they sleep and wake up like we do. So it's exactly. just kind of like, you know, it's just kind of one of those situations where it's just like, um, we can't. She's going through a real, she went through a real life situation, but she went through a real life situation, which she brought public. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only thing that I would definitely say that I didn't agree of what she did. Right. I felt like she shouldn't have never brought it public. I feel like you don't, she doesn't have nothing to prove to us. We can speculate. That's what we do as human beings. We are messy. Mm-hmm. That's what the shade room is for. That's what for Hollywood Unlock is for. We're just messy people. We like to, we like to comment, talk trash and say whatever we want to say. Sometimes a lot of people take it a little bit I think the people who take it a little bit more further, they don't got no, they don't, they don't have a date. Yeah. Like people who be doing death threats and shit, like 
I'm going to kill you when you're sleeping. Like, what are you talking about? Like, it's not that deep. Like, you don't take your opinion and move on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think it definitely takes guts for her. Yeah, and I think that, like, just, like, even, um, you know, doing anything where you're in a position or or you're on a platform, you got to have thick skin. Like, whether you you have a podcast, whether you're an artist, because it doesn't matter how big or how small you are, people are going to have something to say. Yeah, definitely. You know, you're going to have some, something to say about what you do. And, like, developing that thick skin is hard. And when you think about it, Megan hasn't been on in the spotlight for, like, that long. It's been, like, what, a couple years now? Yeah. So, like, this is all new. Whereas before she was on, she could probably go on her Instagram and be like, no, he did da-da-da-da. Like, you know, like, you know, when we in a relationship, y'all fighting and you go online and you're like, and he's a bitch, ah, ah, ah. And you're saying whatever you're saying about this person and y'all are, going back and forth, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Right. You could do that two years ago, but this is two years later, sweetheart, yeah. and you are a billboard phenomenon. You levels up, yeah. Yeah, so, got, so it's like... Yeah, mental gotta be different, yeah. Right, but sometimes the reality of who you are and how big you are catches up to you after. Like, when you're in that moment, she probably wasn't even thinking, like, I'm all of these things now. Yeah. You know? She's just thinking, like, fuck him, I'm mad. I'm about to rash him. I'm tired of seeing blogs saying this, that, and the third. Right. That's not even what happened. Let me tell my story. You know what I mean? It right. is just, so it's just like, and it gives you something to think about as far as like, you know, when we get there. So like when you're, when your podcast, when your morning show gets there or when I get there, how are we going to react to certain things when people are like, in our person, I know, business. right? I'm, I'm someone who's not very, I'm not really much, I'm a subliminal person in terms of cool. I'm a mm-hmm. quoter. Like, that's what I do. I purposely say quotes to, for people when they cross me. So that's the type of person I am. And I'm trying not to be that person anymore. I'm just trying to be like, whatever. Like, I'm not even about to quote you today because it don't even make any sense. But I'm not the type of person to, like, really start drama online. I don't have time. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't really have time. I don't, I think. I don't think I've have I ever been in a position where there's been drama online. Now I'm too I'm honestly too pussy for that shit. I'd be scared because you you never know like somebody gonna say something like not about you because like most likely the person you're arguing don't really know you, but sometimes they be saying crazy. Like they could just mm-hmm. come out and just say a lie. And how are you gonna defend yourself? Because right. everybody's watching and in right. your heart you know it's not true, but you're over there like clapping your hands and you're just like. No, like this, mm-hmm. <laughs> this didn't happen. You know, but I, think, I think that like people start trouble online because they don't have access to you in real life. Yes, because they're over there punching the wall about your success. But exactly. you're, over there, <laughs> you're over there happy and do what you got to do. So it's kind of like you could continue to punch air, but I'm chilling. Like that's, I feel like a lot of people don't, they don't understand that. But with that being said, it's actually time to focus on and you can leave all these other people alone. If you guys are now tuned in to my morning, this is on the Afro Surge Radio Mondays at 8 a.m. And I'm here with Take Flag. She is a rapper. She is a singer. She is um, something, a community activist. And she is also a songwriter and as well on the side of as well. Um, mm-hmm. Know, to make her money and stuff but mainly we're gonna focus on her music because this is artistry and her music is phenomenal it's amazing and she 
even down to your create your creativity when it comes to how you put out your music is dope. Um, I haven't seen, and I'm gonna say this, and a lot of people, I don't really care. I haven't seen one Boston artist do it. Let me be honest. Thank I'm you. Just, I'm I'm gonna be honest because I haven't seen it. Um, maybe they're out there, but I haven't seen any Boston artist who has been as creative as also as well spoken and someone who is definitely well respected by pretty much a lot everybody in Boston. So I think you've earned that. Thank you. So um we're gonna so um we're gonna get into your creativity. You have you do something every week that you can pretty much connect with your fans and connect, you know, connect basically let's say connect with your fan base and you have mm-hmm. to talk that talk and you yes. have never missed a Tuesday. Mm-mm. So tell everybody what exactly is Talk That Talk Tuesdays. I tune into it um, pretty much every week. Um, if I miss it, I always go on Wednesday. So, uh, so please tell me how you um, develop Talk That Talk Tuesday. So um, I kind of started music as a freestyle artist anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I started putting out songs, I had to find a way to keep music fun for myself, right? right. I was like, you know what? Maybe I could drop freestyles. Like my siblings were like, you should drop freestyles. I'm like, that's a good idea. Maybe I could drop freestyles just to kind of like uh, keep the aspects of music that I love. Like, Because when I came in, I didn't even know that I enjoyed writing songs or that I enjoyed trying to sing or trying to do songs that are more commercial, different things like that. I didn't know any of those things yet, right? So I was like, how do I find a way to keep music fun for me? So I started doing um, freestyles. and then. What I did, I started doing instrumentals that were hard for me or right. instrumentals that were different from something that I would normally rap on. Or like if it was a single I was going to put out, I would definitely not rap on this song, but I would do it on a Tuesday just to kind of like push my pen to like push myself to be able to work on things that are hard for me. Um, so Talk That Talk Tuesday literally is like so that my uh, my audience and myself, we can both kind of see the growth. We can both see the progress of how things are happening. It's it's nice because if you watch Talk That Talk Tuesday, you're literally watching it in real time. Mm-hmm. Like you're watching it in real time, like just the the growth, even though it's like some weeks, it's a lot of growth. Some weeks, it's just a little bit from the week before, mm-hmm. but you get to see it as it's, ha- as it's happening. And I think it's really cool because with a lot of artists, we don't meet them until they're really, really big. You right. know, so I think like having things like Talk That Talk Tuesday is nice because you can watch it from the very beginning to where we are now and just mm-hmm. kind of see like the growth and see why it's important to kind of keep working, why it's important to keep going, because it always gets better. Right. Um, And that's the reason why I continue to do Talk That Talk Tuesday mm-hmm. now to this day. Yeah, definitely. And my next question would be, um, how do you come up with a different topic like every week because you do different beats every week um how do you how do you um come up with that do you engage with your fans do you get um requests from them or is it something that you do with like you know your team and you say okay this week we're gonna focus on this so with talk that talk tuesday sometimes if there's things going on in the community i will um kind of like zone in on that talk about those things but what i find for talk that talk tuesday which which allows me to keep going is I literally will write about my most recent conversation. So 
I like even if I was so say I was putting out a two, uh freestyle. What's what is it? Five about to be five o'clock. Say I had to put out a freestyle at seven. My freestyle would be about our interview. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that doing that it keeps you in the moment. It keeps you focused on like what's happening now. Because mm-hmm. I think like sometimes with artists, like if we don't if we don't know how to write about what's happening in our lives at that very moment, mm-hmm. we start repeating ourselves. We start only yeah. Talking. Yeah, like, it's it's that it's that um I wanna say not consistency, but it's just that keeping keeping it fresh. Right. So um yeah, so no, that's what I um that's how I keep it fresh. I talk about like what's literally happening in that moment. If not, I'll go and I'll talk about um, you know, if there's a things that are pressing in the community, I'll talk about that because I think that as an artist, I feel like it's really important for me to use my platform to talk about what's going on, you know, in my community. Yeah, so. def- definitely. And being um, a community activist, that's very important. It's very important to use your music to enlighten the community. Because right. I feel like, you know, a lot of people lack. So it's just mm-hmm. kind of like you can use your music in terms of how, in- you know, how to communicate with them. And then once you drop that talk, that talk Tuesday, everybody's going to see it and be like, oh, damn, she's speaking facts. So, you know, definitely, maybe I need to do this differently. Maybe I need to do that um, um, differently. So I think your talk, that talk, like I said, you're very, very creative. Like, very, mm-hmm. very. We're going to get into your, um, think your recent single next and just that footage of, um, that you did. And I just think that it's just, we'll get into that. That's special. We'll leave that one for the end. Um, so, um, now one of your favorite, one of my favorite songs that you have done is, um, Thank You Black Girl. And I feel like we talk, everybody talks about this song so often. Mm -hmm. And, um, Thank You Black Girl, you say you actually wrote it for your mother. I do remember that. And, um, I think it's such like an inspiring song, definitely for like mothers and daughters. Um, what was the creativity behind that song like besides it being for your mother like what was the process behind that since it's such a song yeah so for me you know I just feel like right now in society we're at a point where people know that they there's a lot of things that come from black women and when you think about high fashion um hairstyles that are considered high fashion now or when you think about clothing when you think about the way that people want their bodies to look you know Mm -hmm. like a lot of women want fuller lips. A lot of women want high cheekbones. A lot of women want, you know, big butts, like things that are natural for black women. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that people know that they come from black women, but no one ever says thank you. Yeah. You know, for being the inspiration of what is considered beautiful. In right. The world. Right. I you know. No one ever agree. says, yeah, no one ever says thank you for that. It's like, People know, but they don't want to, like, we can, can we get a thank you for it? Because there was times where um, hairstyles that are considered high fashion, we could not wear. There were times where, you know, we were ridiculed for having certain, you know, facial features or ridiculed for the way our bodies were. There were women who were raped because yes. they had certain body, certain yes. body types. You know, they were, they were, they were raped. Um, yeah. They were, you know, enslaved. They had to be like, obviously we were all, we were slaves but there were some women that literally had to bear you know children that weren't from their husband 
because they were being raped by owners or they were being sold for sex, you know, and things like that because of their bodies. Yeah. Um, and now it's a thing where every, every woman wants to look a certain way. Everyone wants to look like how black women are. Yeah. Cause everybody's every getting, aspect. yeah, everybody's getting enhancement. And it's just like, but no one ever says thank you. Like no one knows like what it, like all the trauma that comes with, you know, being a certain way. Um, and no one ever acknowledges the struggles that we had to have. And even so to this day, there are certain things that we can do and certain things that we can have and it's ghetto or, you know, it's, it's not proper, but if someone of another nationality, specifically if white people do it, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even more than just like fashion and the way we look, there's a lot of things that we've contributed to society, whether it be, we aided in almost, black women aided in almost every war, you yep. know, in the United States. We, um, we were doctors, we were lawyers, we were astronauts. We yeah. created so many medicines. Black women have created so many things that society is dependent upon. But no one ever says thank you. It's like, they'll talk about it in a, you might, you might catch it in a Black history class. You might happen to catch it if someone goes online and they post like a reel of all the things invented by Black women and things like that. But no one ever says thank you. Like, thank you for... The, for what you've given to society that's, that's allowed us to live the way that we live, right. you know? And that's why I said, like, um, the world is a flashlight, Black girl, you're the battery. Because literally, I feel like Black women keep the world going. Definitely. I definitely feel like you you um, pointed out a lot of good points. I think we all kind of just forget, like, actually where we come from and where we come mm-hmm. from. Like, especially me, I'm African, I'm Sierra Leonean. And I came mm-hmm. from my African mother. And sometimes we tend to forget like, yo, like, you know, you put me, you put me here. So if everybody's complimenting me is due to you. Exactly. So I think, I think that's really, really important. So we're actually going to get into the song now of Thank You Black Girl. This song is by Kate Flag. This song was inspired by her mother. Thank you, Black Girl. 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 In a world full of lies and deception, I look into the mirror and see you in my reflection. You were beautiful. Yeah, it's undisputable. Everything that's good came from you, per usual. They imitate the hips and the lips that you was born with, calling you a hoochie if you flaunt it. Cause if it's white, it's alright, but if it's black, send it back. Wearing Botox so they skin won't crack. But you don't even gotta do that. You'll be 60 with the 30 year old still saying, damn, who that? And it's the true fact, your melanin's so radiant. That's why society is always throwing all the shadiness towards you. Black girl, you make big bucks cool. You make the norms in the world and they just follow the rules. They imitate your moves, but that's a form of flattery. The world is a flashlight. Black girl, you the battery. Thank you, black girl. Thank, thank you, black girl. If the world is an oyster, black girl, you the pearl. Thank you, black girl. Thank, thank you, black girl. With the head full of Angela Davis curls. Thank you, black girl. Thank, thank guys thank you guys for listening to thank you black girl that song was definitely a vibe um definitely one of my favorites thank you black girl thank you thank you black girl definitely one of my favorites so i really 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 love that song um 
tell them where they can actually um well we'll we're gonna go through more songs but where can they find your music yeah so my music is on all streaming platforms so spotify itunes wherever you listen to music you can find all of my songs definitely so apple music spotify is it on audio max Mm-hmm. We have some, in- yep, there's definitely some international listeners on here. So YouTube, um, and also we should actually, do you, um, do you have a YouTube channel for your, um, Talk That Talk Tuesdays? I do. Yep. So if you, um, subscribe to me, um, on YouTube, every freestyle is there. Yo, go, you guys, go check out those Talk That Talk Tuesdays. It's definitely something that you will definitely enjoy. Very, very, very entertaining. Um, so yes, we just covered. Thank you, Black Girl. Now let is let's get into cheesecake. Mm. So cheesecake, um, what what inspired this song? Like what what inspired cheesecake? So I wrote cheesecake because a lot of people, um, I started kind of gaining like a little bit of a buzz because I was running a bartending business, mm-hmm. um, and but I was also dropping music. Barbies, and, yes, I remember Barbies. Yeah, the Barbies, yep. yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But people, you know, sometimes they forget that, you know, we could be multi-talented. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a lot of people who felt like, why is she dropping music? She's a bartender. Like, I don't get it. I don't understand. Really? Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> I, that's why the intro is like, oh, my God, you're not a rapper. You're a bartender. You're not even a rapper. Interesting. Because mm-hmm. I don't I didn't know that you weren't supposed to be able to make money just because you're doing you're a rapper. <laughs> I exactly. didn't know that. People because just feel like the money can't... doesn't flow in that easy. Like when you first started music, the money just doesn't come in because you're exactly. good. Like, exactly. Like it's not how work. it works. <laughs> yeah, you gotta build yourself. Yeah. Exactly. So Cheesecake was really a song where um I was just pretty much telling people that I don't really care. I don't give a fuck about what you have to say about what I'm doing. Right. And I'm not going to go on Instagram or Facebook and write a status about how I don't care. I'm going to put in a song <laughs> and then I'm put the song out. I'm going to use my craft, okay, to let you know exactly how I feel about how you feel about what I do. <laughs> Definitely. And um, so we're actually going to get into the song um, by Cake Flag as well. This song is called Cake. And like she said, this song was inspired by people talking too much. Stop talking so much. <laughs> so let's get let's get into um um cake flags on. Oh my god, you're not a rapper, you're a bartender. <sighs> you're not even a rapper. You're a bartender. I, I don't give a fuck about what he say or she say. Uh-huh. You still gonna get the picture off my screen, play for peace. Gas, I need a speedway. Speedway. Brown skin baddie with a sweet taste. 
pussy, I'm a cheapskate. Cheap. I'm in savage mode, make sure the message relays. Relay. Tax season, I'ma spend a nigga's rebate. Relay. Shit, I don't give a fuck if that may seem fake. They used to waste my time, so now I make them prepay. Relay. I got the antidote, I keep it in my briefcase. Uh-huh. And if a nigga try my head, I'll let the heat spray. Okay. Cause I'm a good girl, I always play the streets. This day could be my last, so every day I feast day. All right, guys, thank you guys for listening to Cheesecake. You can also find that on YouTube. Spotify, Apple Music, Audio Mac, and SoundCloud. And mm-hmm. we're going to get into the next one. Um, let's get into, I like ice cream because ice cream, I like the flow of ice cream. The flow of Me ice too. cream is crazy. Like, I, I really like, it's a fun song. It's the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I think the flow of it is so crazy. What inspired ice cream? All your songs are like, so the names of them are so fun. You have candy. You have ice cream, you have cheesecake. So it's like all your songs, all your songs are I so stay much on brand. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's definitely unique, Dave. That's why I said you're probably one of the most creative um, female rappers in Boston, in my opinion. So let's, let's go into um, what inspired ice cream. So um, ice cream, I, so when I put out Thank You Black Girl, and I have a song on my first project called Pink Nikes. Those ones were, I did, I did Thank You Black Girl for my mom, but those songs were really also for the youth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I, what I try to do on every project is make sure that I have at least one song that's also for the youth because I have a pretty big demographic of kids mm-hmm. who like my music. So Ice Cream, um, I was just trying to tap into like that nostalgic angelic feel of being younger you know and like it's like go being outside you remember i when we were kids we got to play outside like i didn't get to (gasps) you didn't get to play outside my parents were too overprotective they didn't want us outside they had to take us to the park or if i was like with an older cousin we were allowed to go outside and play in the park and stuff but my parents were very overprotective the only time we the only time i went outside was wow so my older brother, my older brother's four years older than me. So I always got to go to the park with him. And we used to go to the See? park and then my brother never friends. took me. He's six years old. He never takes the only time he'll go outside. He'll go, he'll go have fun. And I'll be like, Ali, could you bring me a special bar when you get back? Because I was I was never I was never able to go to go outside. Like I was never now I'm outside. But before, I was never <laughs> able to go outside. <laughs> but, like, you know, in the 90s, it was, like, you, it wasn't, you could be, I, well, I'm pretty sure the world was probably still a lot of the way it is now, but yeah. we weren't as knowledgeable about how the world was. So yeah. all the kids, we were outside, and we played hopscotch and double dutch, and we was running after the ice cream truck because we had a dollar. And um, I wanted to kind of bring that back, that nostalgic feel, because I know like every time summertime starts coming around and the weather's getting warmer and then you hear the ice cream truck, like all the memories, those childhood memories of like, you know, just being outside playing like little hand games and all that stuff. It kind of comes back um, to the front of your mind. And I just wanted to like create a song that just kind of makes you, it doesn't no matter what time of the year it is, but it makes you feel like sort of that warmth feeling that you get mm-hmm. when summer is about to be here yeah yeah especially oh the the best time is that springtime that you yes. know that first 
that first dose of, dose of that spring weather when it hits mm-hmm. like 78. But it's yep. still a little cold at night. But during the day, you're just like, ah, it's almost here. Like, yep. we didn't even get to feel that this year because once that woke, it was just like, oh, all right. Right. It was like right. that. It was like, all right, next. So mm-hmm. can we get out of this year? So right. I think, yeah, I think I don't, I definitely know what you're saying. Um, I didn't get to experience the ice truck because uh, we was, I was able to taste after dusted. I would hear it. I would hear it. And then they bought they bought this ice cream at home though. So like if it was really like an issue, I would just have to go to the freezer and just get by. Yeah, we were just very we were sheltered kids. Like they just didn't mm. want nothing to happen to us. Um And rightfully so. Yeah. Rightfully so. And then we you were know? very I don't I don't regret it, but I kinda do because like I don't I have stories to tell my kids, but it's just kinda like I don't think I, I think I want my kids to have the experience of playing outside because I think everybody, you know, deserves that little experience. But just be, it's almost also be careful of the friends because they be those certain kids in the neighborhood. No, it's yeah, even good. even now, like I think about like I I got to be a kid outside just because I had an older <laughs> brother who, and he wasn't really having none of that with any of the kids that were like too grown or doing mm-hmm. the most. So I think I was really fortunate in that regard, but I think playing outside has its pros and its cons. Like it's amazing that it's a lot always of us, something. yeah, exactly. It's amazing that a lot of us made it out. Made it out, okay. Stay yeah, safe. but um, I I agree with you. Like there are some benefits of like just kind of um, child's play, I guess, and like meeting other youth and like being out and about and trying to have like the, what you what you think is independence as a kid. Definitely. <laughs> going to the corner, going to the corner store, yeah. Yeah, so no. That's funny. So we're gonna get into um Cake Swag's um song Ice Cream. Um definitely inspired for the youth. This is for you guys, you know, something to jam out to. So here goes Cake Swag Ice Cream. Penalty gave him the science, he fuck with the chemistry on the same page. He fuck with the symmetry. I am divinity, call me serenity. I am a force, bringing that energy. All my proximity, you change identities. Down on a bendity, fuck your apology. I'ma keep grinding like an next to. If I am the telly, then get an amenity. Claiming no winning, I snatch you mm-hmm. They say they want war, so just keep that intensity. Wanna frog leap, but you a tadpole. Yeah. Take a swim backstroke for the cash flow. Cash flow. I'm a queen, need a king like Nako. 2019, just turn me to an asshole. I'm the cherry on the top, I'm the filling in the center. I'ma pull up the Cake Swag Ice Cream, like I said, it's one of my um, favorite tunes because of the, the flow of it and the funness of it. And I just think it's definitely something that, you know, it's dope when you hit that springtime weather and you're playing that song, you kind of just feeling yourself. You're like, okay, summer's almost here. So I am definitely one of my favorites. And before we get into 
the final single that you just dropped, um, we're going to get into Cake Swag Had Enough. What was the inspiration behind that song? Um, so for Had Enough, like, I think that with music, sometimes we feel like even though we don't have everything, mm-hmm. we have to sort of put on this facade that we have everything. We have to talk about having nice clothes, nice cars, big houses, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And um, I wrote had I I wrote had enough because I just kind of feel like regardless of where you are where you're at you know you still have to go out and get it like in the first line I said yep. I'm gonna go out and get it don't got the beamer so I'm gonna just trap out the civic like I'm still gonna get to it regardless of where I am you know I'm still gonna work as hard as I can regardless of where I am mm-hmm. and I just I just wanted to pinpoint that you know when you talk about where you're not at at that time what are you gonna do when you get there. You don't been talking, yeah. you've been talking about that for forever. Yeah, like take your you're time. When you actually have it. Yeah, do things low key and take your time. Like you don't always have to. I get what you mean. It's not always about the flashy stuff because I feel like everybody's always trying to post on social media their flex. Right. But and I don't like, and The thing is, like stuff like that, I really don't do nothing for me. Like it doesn't don't do, do it. The reality situation is it doesn't do anything for a lot of people. <laughs> right. You know? But I think that as an artist, it's okay to talk about where you're at because it's more relatable to mm-hmm. people. Definitely. You know, like, obviously you want to have music that's, like, aspirable. Like, you want music that people can aspire, like, for something greater than what they have now. But it's also okay to talk about music that literally deals with what people are dealing with right now. It's okay to let them know that, yeah, you do music, but you're just like them. You know, like, right. you're at a point just like them and you're working just like them. And sometimes that's even more inspirable, inspiring than, you know, talking about having more because people who, um, that you're at the same place as sometimes we feel like we're not doing as much or we're not doing enough, but it lets people know that they can still be creative. You know, they can still have dreams. They can still work towards something while being where they're at right now. Definitely. I definitely agree with that. I feel as though we're in a place where, especially now this year, I think everybody's in a place where they kind of just are like thinking like through life deeply. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, I think songs like that kind of make you reflect, like you don't really got to do all this, like just right. focus on, just focus on you and perfecting you. So right. I think that's definitely something. So we're just actually going to get into that song. Cake Swag had enough. Um, in other words, don't fall into the hype. It's not that serious. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, that was Cake Swag Had Enough. You can actually find that on YouTube. Um, can you find it on YouTube before I say you can find it? On- okay. Mm-hmm. You can find it on YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Music, and um, Audio Mac. If I'm missing anything, Spotify. Yes, yep. Spotify. You can find that on Spotify. And now we're going to get into the last um, song for, t- um, for today. And that song is Verb Infinious by Cake Swag. This video is so creative. It's so dope. I feel like this video probably, it pretty much puts you out there as like an artist. Like I think this molded your artistry um, because I think everybody's seen, okay, this is who Cake Swag is. This is who she's trying to be like. This is, she's vibrant and mm-hmm. because of the colors and she's fun and she's creative and, you know, it's just definitely something fun to watch. Um, very a lot of creativity is a little bit of sexy in there but it's just kind of like more more like more of that fun sexy 
Yeah. Okay, like, oh, this is really dope to look at. And what, I am so curious to know, what was the inspiration behind Ferb and Phineas? Because we all know Phineas and Ferb is a show. So what was Mm -hmm. the inspiration behind Ferb and Phineas? So, um, Ferb, like, if you ever watched the Phineas and Ferb show, every day, you know, um, Phineas wakes up and he says to Ferb, he's like, I know what we're going to do today. And then they do something outrageous. They yeah. do something super creative every single day of the summer, like just some new idea. Like sometimes the ideas, um, they are big and impossible, but they somehow get it done and they somehow always clean up and get it away before their mom gets home. And I just think like the whole, the concept of waking up and be like, I know what I'm going to do today and actually doing it is, is fire. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, that's something, and that's something, you know, I don't do it every day, but that's something that I want to do. You know, I want to wake up every day and be like, I know what I'm going to do today and just really execute it and get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like a uh, part of the motivation for the song. And um, also, I just like if you listen to the song, um, the, the chorus, I say, I'll play mine, play your part. All mm-hmm. I know is my flow hard. And it really what I'm saying is, is like, I got this, you know, like sometimes yeah. people always feel like they have to tell you what to do or um they, they tell you, they feel like they know what's best for you. And I just like, sometimes you want to reassure them, like, listen, I got this. I'll play my part. I'm going to do the best. I'm going to be the best version of myself I could be. Mm-hmm. You play your part. So whatever it is that you're supposed to be doing, you do that. I'll do yeah. mine. And then everything's going to be great. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> definitely team effort. Definitely team mm-hmm. effort. And one thing that I'll definitely say, just reflecting off of that, I can definitely ask you is, um, how important is it to being in the industry that you're in to have a solid team behind you? Having a solid team behind you is the most important thing. Okay. Sometimes people think that they could do it alone. They think they don't have to have a team. No, having a solid team, having a team is important. Having a solid team is even more important. Everybody has what they, what you guys want has to align. But when you have a team that's working with you, um, your product is always going to be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you put out is always going to be better. There's going to be like, there's literally a force behind you. Mm-hmm. And that is so important because they're going to pick up where you lack. Sometimes they're going to be stronger in things that you're not stronger in, mm-hmm. you know? And so, when you have a team that does everything else, like whether it be someone who's in charge of your wardrobe or somebody who's in charge of hair and makeup, someone who's in charge of emails and, and getting back to people, Whatever the case may be, right? When you when you have less to focus on besides the actual artistry, it makes your artistry better. Sometimes as an artist, when we don't have a team, we have to be six, seven, eight people. Right. We have to be our hairstylist. Everybody got to hold your, yeah, everybody got to hold their weight. That's the exactly. point, yeah. And when you have people that are doing other things, you get to really focus on being an actual artist. And it makes your product, it makes the music, it makes everything that you're putting out there better mm. um if if anybody is an artist and they're listening to this and you don't have a team or you feel like you don't need a team because you're not that big yet you know uh my advice would be to start working on a team and yeah. you will see the difference in the work that you could put out when you have a team yeah i definitely agree um even now just me doing what i'm doing now like just developing my brand mm-hmm. and developing who i am it's i Feel like i need somebody now like in terms of marketing like I, I i do marketing myself like i yeah. market myself i'm a marketing consultant but mm-hmm. even though you're a marketing consultant that doesn't definitely mean that 
you don't need someone to help you do that aspect of it, like in terms of social media marketing, because you have so much going on, like everything, right. and you want to be consistent and you could actually like have someone who can do it for you and be consistent as well. So it's just one exactly. of those things, yeah. And you're, you know, you're only, your, your brand is only going to get bigger. Right. It's only going to grow. Right. You know, and you know, with, with it growing comes more responsibility. And that's why it's important to have a team so that you can focus on the things that make your brand great. You can focus on the reason why we all love your brand, you know, instead of having to wear 10 hats and do 10 things. Hmm. I I definitely agree with that. Like, it, it's it's definitely something I've been thinking about, but I'm probably not going to do it because I like to do things by way first. But I think once I get in the habit of doing it by way first, I'll be mm-hmm. able to. I gotta I gotta have a system. So yeah. right now I'm I'm busy um, developing a system for myself. Once I develop that system for myself, then I can be able to, you know, that's when everything will be able to like flow, and I'll be able to yeah. direct to someone and say, oh, this is how I want it done. This is how it's right. supposed to be. So, right. Even if you have, like, even if you have somebody who sort of, like, shadows you, like, a really, someone that you trust, a business colleague, a really good friend or whatever who supports what you do, even if you have them shadow you for your first five, six months so that they know how you like to do things, that way when you start delegating, like, okay, now I need you to do this, you have less explaining to do because they done seen you do it a million times and they know how you like it done, you know? Um, and sometimes that's how people build their teams, like from the inside out, like sort of how like LeBron did, like a lot of LeBron's like management team are people that he grew up with, you know, people that he, that he put on and it's more comfortable for him. And I can totally understand that because they don't, they know how he operates. They know how he likes things and they've developed with him. Um, so sometimes even doing that, like starting out, even though you don't want a team right now, you could have somebody that you trust or someone, you know, you're going to want on your team. Have them around so they, they they see and they start getting into the habit of knowing how you want things done. The funny thing is I do, the funny thing is I do have support on my team and that is the nice. person who has created all of my content, which is my cousin, Gaima Kanu. That's my sister cousin. She actually created mm-hmm. my website. So she's nice. my solid person, but she has so much going on. So it's like, she's like, you got to do the work yourself, girl. So it's just like, once I formulate a system for myself, it's just like, kind of like, once I do that, then I'll be able to just everything. I think everything will fall into place then. I think right yeah, now I'm in definitely. the process of, of, of definitely, um, definitely um, formulating a system for myself. Um, before we also get into the, um, the last single of the show, um, my question is, if, have you ever had someone on your team that was difficult to work with and how did you how did you navigate that issue like just the um the the creatives out there the artists out there because I know like a lot of people it's like when you have someone on your team that you grew up with it's kind of hard to like let them go but Mm -hmm. sometimes it's better for business so Mm -hmm. how do you separate that business and pleasure relationship like okay you're my friend but you know you're not doing your part like how do you how do you break that down to um someone so, um, I fired them. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I don't play. Okay. I don't play. Cause at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you know, this is your brand. This is your life. This mm-hmm. is your legacy. And it's not a game and it's not a joke. Um, I had a DJ who, uh, he missed 
like two shows, like two very, I, I found them to be important shows because at the time they were big milestones in my career. Um, it was my first show at the Museum of Fine Arts. That's wow. huge. That is that huge. huge for me, you know? This is, and, and once you start getting into places like the museums and stuff like that, it's very different than other shows. They, um, they operate with higher security. Mm-hmm. You know, everything is, everything is mapped out to a T. Mm-hmm. So contracts have to be signed before you can even enter that building. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, there's a great responsibility on your part as an artist because they're booking you and they're hiring you and they're paying you for service. Mm-hmm. So a missing show is so when you start, once you start missing shows, when you get into a different, you know, bracket of artistry, I wasn't having it. There is no excuse. So that wasn't, that was a no go for me. Um, my, Cass, she is my manager. She's also like one of my really, really, really close childhood friends. Um, even Cass has been put on, and she and she'll tell you she's been put on probation twice. Because <laughs> I, I don't play that. Yeah, I don't play that. Right. But the thing is like because she's also my friend. She knows how important this is. Yeah. And when I say that, I was like, listen, you are out the door. She's she's like, oh. I got to kick it in gear. I got to get it together. And that's the thing that I will say. Anybody who doesn't understand, um, even even to this day, even if Cass like didn't make it out of probation and she was and she was to get fired, Cass understands how important this is. She yeah. understands that this is my life, mm-hmm. you know. And um, the thing that I will say is like I came in as an artist, not really knowing much, and I learned through trial and error. I learned by excuse my language being fucked over. I learned by making mistakes um, and cast as a manager. It's the same thing. She's been learning as we go. She didn't come in as a manager. She came in just being somebody who had my back, you know? Yeah. And, and as I got bigger, her responsibilities also got bigger. But what I will say to artists, you know, it's okay to work with friends, but you got to understand that this is still your brand. This is still your business. This is still your legacy. And everything you do is what you leave behind. You have to be proud of it. I think that, People have to be held accountable. Um, if people are not doing their jobs, mm-hmm. you have to let them know that they're not doing their jobs. If they mm-hmm. can't improve, they have to be let go. If they're your real friend and they are let go, they will understand. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, depending on what type of a, um, artist you are, if you're a more lenient artist and you decide that you're giving somebody a chance, if they're really your friend, they're going to get it together because they realize that this isn't a game Yep, and that they can lose their position. Definitely. I definitely no one is entitled that. no one is entitled to anything in your career um and what one thing that i think is important that you that everybody lets their team know whether it be a team of friends or a team of just business partners you're always growing every day you're going to learn a little bit more than you did the day before especially the product so like mommy you are the product right now right. so your whole team around you you know, their job is to grow every, every, if you grow an inch, they need to grow an inch. They need to be an inch better at what they're supposed to do because you're an inch better at what you're supposed to do. Right. If you grow a mile overnight, they better grow a mile overnight because they have to be able to keep up. And, you know, some things I will say, sometimes you outgrow your team. Yeah. Like my, team. my production team is very different than when I started. The way I make my music is, um, is a lot more intricate now. Uh, the the producers I work with the quality of my music coming out it has a higher standard Mm. because like as I'm growing I'm having access to things that 
enhance my music. So your team, certain aspects of your team are going to change as you as you um, grow as an artist. But as far as relationships, as far as um, anything, you have to be extremely cutthroat. Yep. Everybody yeah. around you got to understand your lifestyle. And I think that's one of the most important things because I think a lot of people, if you're going to be around people who don't understand your lifestyle, then those are the type of people that you can't be around. Like because I said, Because here's, here's the reality of the situation, right? Say you send your assistant to do something and mm-hmm. something goes awry, right? It's not your assistant who's look, who looks bad as you. Right. It's Anything never the person. Happens. Yeah, it's never the assistant. It's always you. It's always the person who is sending. It's always. Exactly. Yes. It doesn't matter. Anything, anyone who is in some sort of position on behalf of you, you are the one who is going to be accountable for every shortcoming, everything right. that falls short, everything that's not perfect. You have to answer for, answer for it reflects on your brand. Your assistant can go leave you and be an assistant for somebody else. Right. That's fine. But, you know, the damage that has been done to your name and your legacy is always going to be there. Right. I, def- I definitely agree with that. I just think that, you know, I think a lot of people, they have a fear of disappointing people that you're close to. But sometimes, like I said before, this is a selfish year. 2020, being a pandemic, I'm focusing on it. I mean, no, that some- fear, that fear is very real. It's that real. Is, it's yeah, so, it's, it's so real. real. It's hard. It really is hard. But at the end of the day, you know, like you said, if somebody's your real friend, they're gonna respect it later. And you're gonna, be able, to talk to, and you're gonna be able to talk to them and be like, listen, you know, there's no hard feelings between me and you. You're still my, you know, you're still my person, but I just gotta do this for me. And I think right. the only way people will understand that is if they're a full-fledged adult. Mm-hmm. And like honestly, if you you gotta be real mental, mentally strong and you have to be an adult to just be able to understand, like, bro, I cannot take you everywhere with me because you're not carrying the weight. And exactly. nobody want nobody needs dead weight on the team. So, to, with that being said, all to all the artists out there, make sure you guys have a solid support system. And honestly, it's not even about the support system; it's about having a solid team. It's mm-hmm. just having people on your team that are going to be able to get things done the way you need them done, and they're going to be considerate of your career and of your time, and they're going to do things properly. And that's just the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just actually going to wrap up here. Mommy in the morning. I think this episode was so dope. And I knew this episode was going to be like this because I already knew that we had so much to catch up on and we always right. have so much to talk about. So um, so happy that you came on to Mommy in the Morning Artist Week. Um, like I said, I've known Cakes Life for so long and I'm actually really, really proud of her. I see all your work online. And I'm just super, super proud of you and everything that you've accomplished so far. And thank you. Keep on going. Don't stop. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody, like I said, Cake Swag is a, she's a songwriter. She's a rapper. She's a singer. And she's also a community activist. And she also bartends. Um, please be on the lookout for all her music. Her, it's on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. It is also on Apple Music. Mm-hmm. And um, if I'm in Audio Mac, I think I missed that one. Okay, so I let everybody know where the people can follow you. Yes, you can follow me on all social media platforms at Cakeswag with two Gs. Okay. And um, Twitter, that goes with Twitter. Um, yep, Facebook. And all that. Facebook, yep. Mm-hmm. And Instagram. Yep. And 
with that being said, you thank you guys for tuning in to Mommy in the Morning every Monday at 8 a.m. And I just have to say this because it's, I think, well, it's been two weeks since I've been recording. I haven't mm-hmm. recorded. So I just wanted to tell all my listeners, um, thank you for the support. You know, you everybody has been showing me on Instagram. I actually launched my website, my first website ever in life, Mommy Canoe. Congratulations. Thank you. So I launched my website and now I'm an official, official podcaster because now I'm on Apple Podcasts. If you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts and listen to this episode and you can also listen to it on Spotify. I am on Spotify as well. So it's official. Um, obviously, if you want to listen live, tune in onto the Afro Surge Radio, this platform at 8 a.m. every Monday. And you can also listen to all my episodes on mommycanoe.com. And we're going to end the show with Cake Swag single, Burbs and Phineas. Like I said, look out at that. Look at the video. If you want to listen to the song, I definitely, definitely, definitely recommend going on YouTube and looking at this video. The creativity is dope. The makeup is dope. The costumes are dope. Everything in the video is dope. And I'm super, super proud of Cake Swag. So let the, you. I should allow you to let everybody know about this single. So let them know and let's sign off. Yes, yeah, so Forever Phineas is out on all streaming platforms. You can check out the video on YouTube. Um, it's been out for about two and a half weeks now. We are at 25,000 views. Wow. That is the most I've ever done on any video I've ever had. So um, this is huge for me. And I hope that you guys get into the song. I hope that you enjoy it. We got a little TikTok talent challenge on uh, TikTok that's doing really well. Uh, You guys can join in on that and tag me in it so I can share it. And yeah, thank you so much. I've been popping since cheesecake. Fucking all your nigga make him sleep late. He been dropping hella bands on the pussy. I said, nigga, why you take you on them cheap dates? Claiming he woke, so wake up this pussy. This ain't no joke, it's just what it should be. I'm like Sierra with all of my goods. Be loose just lying and plot on the club. Sweet tooth, his bad habit. So high, I'm just looking for a rabbit. Yes, my bitches love some static.
Bye. 